When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, but then I still have kind of a nasally thing from my time in Western New York. Those bastards up there, they, they speak through their nose. Happy birthday to Nick Gurr. You gotta follow Glitch it's fucking Fredberg? Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Seamus? Who the fuck is... I don't know who you are, man. We used to be big stars. I used to be a big radio star. Now I'm in a, a, a basement in a house. Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. slap it's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that has a witty quip at the beginning of every episode that's normally written down in advance and today was not. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week... The second best co-host and the second best guitarist in the Isotopes. It's Croge, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the show, Croge. So happy to be here. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and of course, the link to our Patreon. Just recorded a bonus episode this past Thursday that I put out about an hour ago. It's another crossover episode with Dick Masterson, and this is exciting. We reviewed Dead Town. I introduced Dick Masterson to Patrick Michael. Oh, no shit. And he's like, can I have this guy on my show? Like, you, you have to have him on your show. <laughs> so I'm hoping I made a connection there yeah. with Patrick Michael and Dick Masterson. Oh, I can't because wait to hear that. They were pretty excited about it. Uh, also, I should mention on the merchandise, we have a brand new shirt design up that's excellent. Kevin, our former co-host of the show was uh, bored and started doing some work in Illustrator and came up with a really cool design with a, a dumpster fire. So if you don't want to have a garbage can on your front of your shirt, you can have a dumpster fire instead. Perfect. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today we'll be reviewing a podcast called Let There Be Talk. This was a suggestion from Tim Gorman. Mm, fuck you, Tim. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast hosted by comedian Dean Del Rey. Uh-huh. I was not familiar with Dean Del Rey, and now I know why. Yeah. He's pretty unremarkable. Yeah, absolutely. Man. You know, before he gets, we get started, Carl, yeah. I just wanted to thank all the new Patreoners by first and last name and address. Also, I want to wish my podiatrist a happy anniversary. I'm sorry, go ahead. This is Dean. What he does at the beginning of every show is call out patrons, or patrons, I should say. Uh, a couple shout-outs to some amazing uh, Patreon donators. Greg Riley, my main man. I miss him. Speaking of that, I think Greg's coming to Vegas, and I'm looking forward to seeing Greg Riley, uh, my old friend from uh, El Cajon Harley. Greg Riley, thanks for the donation. David Sapinski, 
You are the man, David Sapinski. Thank you for donating on Patreon. Shout out to you. Really dragging right. it out, too. That's Andy's least favorite part of any podcast. He fucking hates that. And this is at the beginning of the show. Yes. Uh, my number four is the thank you list, but every time I got bored, I sped it up 5%. Good. Connor Hargrave, Brian Spink, and Steve McDonald. Okay. There they are, right there. I want to give a special shout out to Andrew Thimelis. He is the producer of uh, the Bill Burt show, Bill Burr and uh, Burt Kreischer's show. And he also is the producer of, uh, of uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. And he's also a fantastic friend of mine. And he's helping me get through this. And uh, mostly the audio wobbly was from me doing on the phone. So, you know, live and learn. Also want to give a shout out to my man, Shaylin McDonough. The uh, my dentist and good friend is his birthday over the weekend. <laughs> Happy Let's birthday, get back dentist! Into it right now, uh, big quick shout out to the Patreons: Jacob Y, Thomas, Jason Vanderviet, Luke P, Dave West, Joe Soldezo, and John Walling. Thank you for your uh, brand new Patreon um, support. Also, I want to thank Troy Conrad for taking the incredible photos during the um, during the Kirk Hammett podcast. I want to thank Maywarn and Blaine Havison and everybody over there for letting us record it there and have a great day. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. And that's the beginning of the show. That's it, it, like everybody thinks they're Mark Marin or Joe Rogan, and like not even Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or Joe Mark Marin or Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? It's like ten minutes of bullshit at the top. It's right. not helping. He does this thing that a lot of podcasters do, where he records an interview mm-hmm. and then does this preamble up into it to tell mm-hmm. you what's going to happen. As yeah. if I need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And he just likes to hear himself talk. Here's yeah. an example of him just babbling. Mm. Remember, he's got an interview with someone you're interested in coming up, but this is what he's filling the time with before you get there. But uh, I love it. I love, uh, I don't like to get comfortable. I don't like to hit ceilings. And, uh, you know, I like to feel a little rattled uh, sometimes. I, I, not all the time. It does fuck with me, but. Uh, what did he just say there? What, <laughs> what yeah, are you talking about? And then, of course, he does a ton of sponsor reads and. Like, we don't call this out enough here. Okay. These dudes that are selling boner pills and fucking hair loss shit, Opie, and all this fucking nonsense. It's all snake oil. It's all bullshit. <laughs> I got to get all of this out. Time. I'm trying to get sponsors on this show, Crows. You're killing me. I mean, the sponsors that we support, obviously we use, dude. I take those boner pills all the time, and they regrow my pubes. But, Correct. So, number two, here's just like, here's the magical crystal shit you can get. Hey, before I do get into the show, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of guitar players, a lot of musicians tuning in right now. I'm listening. You got some aches and pains. Get on some CBD. Hmm? I use all their topical CBD lotions for my neck, my uh, wrists, my knees, everything. I'm falling apart out there. I'm an old metalhead. I've been in the pit too long. Now, that part I believe. I believe he's taking some shots in the pit before to the head. But, so, first of all, find me a guitar player that's not already loaded up on CBD naturally. You know what I'm saying? But I know. Second of all, like, this is the magical cream, and it's a lotion, and it's an ointment, and it makes your joints feel better, and it makes your fucking knees. And, and then number three. They also have pet CBD. You got a cuckoo dog? Get him some clean CBD. Get your, get your fucking pet high on clean fucking CBD. And I know CBD is not the part that gets you high, whatever, whatever. But, dude, this is the magical pill that it'll it'll solve your arthritis and it'll make you sleep better at night and it gets your pets to behave. Marketing 
products to pets is the smartest thing you could do because every pet owner is a fucking retard, like a full blown retard yeah. when it comes to making decisions for their pets. It's, it's they wild. will purchase anything if you tell them that it's good for their pet and it'll make them happy. Because honestly, pets are always fucking happy. That's the only job they have is just to walk yeah. around, be dumb and happy. Yeah, really. It doesn't matter what you give them to eat or what type of CBD oil you rub into their necks. They're good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's not call out sponsors too much, though. Let's not make a habit of that. Well, okay. Sometimes sponsors are really cool, like when they sell DVDs online and you can purchase them and then own the DVD. Oh, I got a pile of them. Trust me. <laughs> All right. You got a clip that sums up the show? I do. Here's number one. I was the same way on the motorcycles, you know, because you have, your brain has to constantly be paying the fucking tent attention. So when I'm on stage, it, it, I, I can just deliver stuff lightning speed because that's the moves I make on the freeway. Oh fuck a ladder. Oh shit. An old tire. This guy's coming in my lane, all that shit. That's how I yeah. would deal with comedy as far as like, Oh, this fucking guy's talking. This person's sleeping. That one fucking, you know, whatever. <laughs> Did he just admit that people sleep during his comedy shows? Not only that, but <laughs> first of all, this guy is so badass that he lives his life a quarter mile at a time on a motorcycle. Right. And that, you know, when he's dodging fucking obstacles going 70 miles an hour, that's the same skill as when he's on stage on a fucking comedy microphone. But really the summary of that clip is the guests talk for almost 30 seconds and almost for that, almost those whole 30 seconds, no one was talking about how cool Dean Del Rey was. And right. so, bam, here's a story about, by the way, did you know I'm fucking awesome? Dean Del Rey does find a way of making everything about him. Oh, did you notice that? <laughs> I happened was, to notice that. Was that a thing you picked up on? Oof. Well, it's interesting. I listened to an episode where he's talking to Dane Cook. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh. went back and listened to some older episodes pre-pandemic just to see what his show was like yeah i gave that a shot as well and boy do i regret it yeah so he's a comedian but he was also a musician mm. he talks about these things at nauseum really did he ride a motorcycle too he rides a motorcycle oh, okay he should have mentioned that he was explaining to dane cook that he needs to promote his stand-up more because you're plugging dates, I'm sure, and they're like, oh, maybe he's out there playing the fucking uh, <laughs> the banjo. Like, what's he doing? Oh, no, they know I do comedy, but they just weren't going. Right. <laughs> People don't go to his shows, and we know that they're sleeping if they do. Yeah. I actually pulled a clip of him doing stand-up on Conan O'Brien. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because I want to know what this is all about. I've heard this guy podcast. He's terrible at it. He's been doing it for eight years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, he's 54 years old. He got into this late, later in life. Yeah. He decided, I'm going to go to LA and become a star. And wait, you said he's been doing this for over eight years and more than 500 episodes? <laughs> he should have mentioned that once or twice. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no shit. This is a bit that he put together for Conan. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to do stand-up yeah. on a network television. Well, Conan's not network television anymore, but you know what I mean. Of course. It's difficult. You can't swear. It's not as intimate. Whatever. Listen to how poorly structured these jokes are and tell me if you would scribble this down and think, I need to say this in front of a whole audience of people. Like, I just lived five years below a 91-year-old man. Every morning at 5 a.m., he would get up and ride an exercise bike. He's just up there. How long you need to live? You're 
91, man. Tap out. Yeah. Yeah. If I was 91, I'd be riding a real bike in traffic, like, hit me. Even the person sweetening it didn't give it much love. <laughs> That was the whole bit, too. It's not like that build up to a, a real punchline. Yeah. That was the punchline that he was building up towards. Yeah. Old people should die. That Yeah. It was yeah. It was barely a complete thought, let alone a structured joke. It's really fucking bad. So now you know what we're talking about. And he's very, very proud of himself. I thought it was interesting that he... The episode, the latest episode is with this person, Allison Mozart. Yes. Do you know who that is? Do you know the kills? Yeah, I'm familiar with her. Okay, I figured you would be. I I wasn't familiar. Yeah, and she she was in a band with Jack White for 15 minutes as well. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So he introduces this show. He had to record it using Zoom, I think. And the audio quality is not great. So he lets you know that's what's going to happen. This was, I'm going to give you a heads up was the first time that I used Zoom, and it will get a thousand times better. So, if you're going to put out a show eventually that's a thousand times better, then don't put this one out. Yeah. Because if it's going to get a thousand times better, this has got to be really, really bad. Yeah. Right? And so, I got to throw this in there, because this was the most amazing clip of the whole show to me. Okay. This guy is alone in his car. On a video conference, right? Yeah. He's alone in his car, and he's wearing gloves. <laughs> yes. This is number nine. Okay. I, the reason I wear the gloves, you don't realize how much you touch yourself until you're not supposed to touch yourself, your face. And I watch people as they're talking on these Zoom shows and stuff, and they're just touching their faces, and I'm just kind of like... Constantly. You know, yeah, and so... Do those mostly, make you not touch your face? Well, yeah, because I kind of got, like, gloves on, you know, and, and it reminds me they're fucking turquoise gloves. There's this big and, turquoise plastic thing coming at your face, and you say no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Also, also, what it does to me is it's the old no glove, no love, you know? I, uh, I get home. I take the gloves off, I throw them in the garbage can, and then I, I shower, and it's kind of like a freedom of like, all right, well, I know there's nothing on my hands because I had gloves on. <laughs> it's some, it's, freedom's not the word that I would use there. Yeah. The way he's describing how his life is working right yeah. now. <laughs> I always thought the gloves thing was so stupid. I got to wear gloves. Like It has nothing to do with getting into your hands. It's where your hands go. Gloves will not change that. Yeah, and he... <laughs> He calls it no glove, no love. Yes. And I I mean, I know it's a long clip, but he's sitting there alone in his car again. And still he's got gloves on. You know, he'd be wearing a mask if he wasn't, you know, talking. It's... So let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So he explains that he had an issue during the show and he sets this up early on. Uh, there is a funny part, middle of recording this, where my phone overheated and uh, shut off mid-interview. Oh, my God, it was a nightmare. But uh, I turned on the AC in my truck. I was in my truck, and that's when I was recording it. He was record. This guy's been podcasting for over eight years. He was recording an interview with somebody on his phone in his truck, mm. and he was Ugh. sitting in the sun. 
This is the part where his phone overheats. Very exciting stuff. He, remember, he said there's a really funny part. Yeah, in hilarious. Show. But then we all are going to have to turn that off at some point, and that's going to be hard. All you right. want to hear the? You want to hear the funniest thing that happened? That was an edit. Right? Oh, my God. But his here's, right. here, here's what's amazing about uh, this new world. My phone actually heated up. I was, <laughs> just, I, was, I was chilling in the sun, right? And it said, phone temperature too hot, must cool off. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's how the sun works. Well, also, your phone is not really a phone, it's a computer. It's a microprocessor. Yeah, it's, it's, dude, we're decades into microprocessors. Yeah, they, you're using video conferencing on your phone, which takes up some processing power. It's going to be heating up anyway, and you left it out in the sun in LA. And it's, not only is it amazing, but it's hilarious. And there's a ton of forced laughter after that. Then this leads him into another story. This actually happened to him before, Carl. Okay. Here's uh, number eight. This was his other phone story. And, and I got to right before Coachella and I whipped out my phone and it said phone too hot. And I'm like, Hey man, I got, I got to call the guy to get backstage. You know what I'm saying? You just but put I, it in a bucket of ice real quick. Just get it down. So, yeah, so I'm blowing on it. It's 107 at Coachella. I'm like, on my phone, I've got to get a hold of Bill Fold to get backstage and I'm trapped. I, I've never, oh. Dude, just every story is name dropping. And yes. by the way, I was backstage at Coachella and I was calling this guy. He's like, you never heard of him, but he's so fucking important, dude. He's so important. <laughs> yeah. And I was supposed to call him because I'm his buddy. Anyway, so I was trying to get backstage at Coachella. Did I mention that? What a crazy to... predicament. I mean, he should write a sitcom with those Jesus. types of situations it's that come up. Fucking exhausting. After he explains that his phone overheated and he needed to cool it off in order to restart the interview, he goes into his hot take on phones and... Crows, you probably have never even thought of this before, but you know that people are addicted to their phones? Is that so? You don't have to do anything else to wipe a person out, but take their phone. It's true. Right? And they're, and they're fucking done. They're like, my phone! <laughs> it's insane the life we're in right now. And what if a 91-year-old guy who exercises <laughs> got his phone taken away? And go, D. Yeah. Run with that premise. Meanwhile, what a shitty hot take that is. And said by a guy who makes his living talking into his phone. Correct. I mean, that's all. There's, you know, he's not doing shows. He mentions that several times. He's not doing music right now. These fucking losers are just on their phone. Oh, shit. My phone's overheating. Oh, oh. My battery's gone. Hold oh on. Give me a second. Yeah. All right. They do get into some fascinating conversation, Carl. They talk about uh, L.A., Here's uh, number five. Here's a little geography lesson. Dude, what is it about people in fucking L.A. that cannot stop talking about where things are located? That's crazy. They're obsessed with it. This was the, I had like, I had several clips of this. This is just, uh, yeah, here's number I have it too. Yeah. You know, I always explain to people how the neighborhoods go here. If you're into East Side, it goes Beachwood, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, Echo Park. And off to the side would be Atwater Village. And all of East L.A. is just fucking got soul, man. 
so fucking. And meanwhile, these are two people who live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. They're literally talking. It would be like, hey, Carl, man, let's list all the suburbs around us. Like, who fucking cares? For this some is- reason, LA thinks they're so important. But this is boring to the people in the conversation. It's everyone else listening. Okay, great. You know the geography of Los Angeles. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, then they talk about the art scene in LA. Here's number six. Well, Los Angeles is really where I learned about that kind of uh, like just a, a whole art world, the Juxtapose magazine, the Todd Shores, Ding. the Robert Williams, Ding. the Mark Ryden, all that stuff. Years and years and years ago, I'd go to these funky little shows on Melrose. It was cool. People like Mary Karnowski was putting on these huge shows and of these incredible artists. Uh, and I was just kind of, uh, I, I was immediately hooked onto that art really? world. It, and, and the people rock too that were involved. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think the art scene's really awesome in LA. It's awesome. For sure. It's for so, sure. so awesome. So, so You know how awesome. you know you're suck at interviewing people? When your oh. question is eight times longer than the answer oh. to the question. This is the show is not about you, Dean Del Rey. It's about your guests. Oh Did you god. know that? Oh my god. Did someone not tell you that? That's how that works? But it's awesome. It's awesome, man. So I actually have that drop. Yeah. Yeah. I think the art scene's really awesome in LA. For sure. It's so, so awesome. Boring. <laughs> just, Thank you. They're just looking for shit to talk about. Yeah. They run out of shit to talk about. This is over an hour in. Yeah. They start talking about how cool it is when there are cars in movies. <laughs> I will watch any movie with any car in it that's going fast. Like, you got me. I'm sold. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. I do love it. And I love I love dri- like driving. Like, the way... Like, the way... Driving is filmed. I love driving. I don't know why. I'm just so into that. I just. Oh, yeah. I love it. If I ever had it. Now, I don't do an interview style show. Thank God. If I ever did and my guest said, I just, I'm really into driving. Like, All right. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, don't forget to check out this person's artwork. By the way, did you look up her artwork? No. She's not a talented artist. And I, I, I know. <laughs> I know it's very mean to say. And who am I to say? Because I can't. I don't do art. But it's so shitty. I'll yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Fantastic. It's definitely worth checking out. She's also the singer in a band, as, as we talked about. Yes. And the ass kissing that Dean decides to give her. Oh, did you notice that? Is so awkward. This is really weird ass kissing. He's talking about when he went and saw her perform a show. And I was up in the balcony, up there in the VIP land. And um, you came out and it was just fucking all right take some fucking names take some names i love it i love it was there a song that you enjoyed was there a style to it was it sonically pleasing no she came up and took some names she took some names she took some names. He yeah. was in the VIP section. She took some names. It gets uh, it gets a little creepy. I have a I have a whole section of Dean trying to ask questions. Okay. But here's my favorite one. What he's trying to say is, "Hey, I hear you like cars." Okay. That's kind of like that's the point. Yeah. But here's him trying to say that number eighteen. Let's talk about the car book a little bit. Uh, we just skimmed over that because we we're talking about the spoken word, but. You and I absolutely love cars. I, it's so funny. Like, I, I think 
at another time, either uh, like we're twins, like we, or 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 we're like uh, supposed to be together on another planet. Like, what are you guys doing? You're the perfect couple. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, but uh, where did your car love start, and what was the first? kind of car that you fell in love with so, hey so do you want to date me i mean do you like cars yeah so carl i you like to drive now yeah. if if you believe that we live in a multiverse that is an infinite series of possibilities there is a universe where you and i are both hermaphrodites simultaneously fucking each other right now <laughs> anyway what how did you learn to drive <laughs> What do you drive? Like a like a car or something? You like that? I think that's a weird question. Oh yeah, I think what you just posed is odd. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Or we were twins. I mean, you know, like brother and sister. I mean, you know, not nothing weird. Yeah. Not like stepsister. Not like you know, not like that. That's that's weird. But you know, you want to hear some more questions? I do. So here, he's trying to ask about the Beastie Boys documentary. He's number ten. Yeah. So. I just watched the Beastie Boys documentary and I realized when I first heard about Silver Lake and East um, Hollywood was all the way back when they did um, Paul's Boutique and the Hey Ladies video and they were living in that mansion and then they recorded over here on in Atwater, which is just incredible to think how far ahead of time they were back then. Like, this looks good. It's got vibe. And that was back when it was like gangster. And, and yeah. there they are, making some of the greatest music ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the question was, wasn't the music good? Yeah. It was like <laughs> the, the Chris Farley show from back in the day on SNL. Hey, remember when you wrote that song? That was cool, wasn't it? Like that That was the question. But the, the whole beginning of the question is, well, that's when I first heard about this suburb or intersection or fucking what what the fuck it's who cares <sighs> okay who cares? but let's let me break down when they talk about the beastie boys documentary and allison's really into it in yeah. fact she's watching it in spurts because she doesn't want it to end you know oh yeah and so they're talking about it and then out of nowhere dean asks this question yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's funny it's funny about the beastie boys is today your birthday brother? <laughs> My birthday, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the Beastie Boys documentary is amazing. They reinvented themselves. They put out Check Your Head. They had all new fans. Is it today your birthday? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, no, yeah. it's not. It's not my birthday. And he, he, he then has a follow-up question about the B-Boys documentary. Here's Do you think that while he's talking to people, he's just scrolling through Instagram? Maybe. Is that what's going on? How is he getting distracted that easily? I, yeah, I don't know. I realized as I watched the Beastie Boys documentary, it's just these, each record was these periods of time in my life. And they're so incredible how they pop up. Like, wow, I know who I was hanging out with during that time. I know where I lived and everything on each record. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this poor woman. So first of all, the entire Beast Boys documentary was actually about Dean Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, did you know that? And every time, like, oh, ill communication came out that year. Well, that's when I lived in this dormitory. I hung out with this dude, and we smoked weed under this tree. <laughs> and then, wasn't that awesome? And the answer's like, yeah, I guess. Oh, my God. Dean loves life. I want to give him some credit. He loves life. He's super stoked about 
everything. Anything yeah. you put in front of him, he is pumped about it. Yeah. I went back and listened to an episode that actually featured a friend of mine. He interviewed Bill Kelleher from Mastodon. And I was like, oh, let me check this out. I like Bill. So I will say that I'll give Dean credit when he talks about Mastodon. He's 99% correct. And I watched the band and I was just like, this band is so fucking great. They're just so original. Everybody sings. It, uh, everybody is completely full-on killers on their instrument. The songs are insane. The show is great. All right, Dean, you won me over. Yeah. You're correct about Mastodon, my friend. There you go. He's actually had, I think, all the guys from Mastodon on the show at one time or another. Yeah. Listen to how he introduces Bill Kelleher. This is the exact opposite of how you should introduce someone who is a guest on your show. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a juice guy big time. Introduce yourself. Great, great guest today on Let There Be Talk. Uh, my name is Bill Kelleher, and uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I play guitar in a band called Mastodon. Is, is your, uh, are you from New York? I am from Rochester, New York. That's right. Our buddy Bill from wow. Rochester. So I have a guest today who I'm a huge fan of. I don't know their name, though. Can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah. Uh, well, that's... I forgot to write, write the note down that is your name. So could you please introduce yourself? That's a, that's a thing, man. Can I... I got to throw a couple at you. Yeah. So he has this young upstart guitar player named Kirk Hammond. <laughs> Never heard of him. Number 20 is the beginning of that interview. So we're past the CBD advertisements. We're past all the nonsense, which is 10 minutes into the show. Yeah. He gets Kirk Hammett from fucking Metallica to sit down, who doesn't do interviews. Number 20. When I started this podcast eight years ago, and I'm on 513 episodes. And when I first started it, I wrote down like 10 dream guests, and you were... On the top five. All right. And you are here today. An old friend of mine. I think I've known you maybe almost 40 years. It's been a long time. I can't even remember. I was trying to remember when I first, when we first met each other. So the, And that goes on and on and on. So the whole beginning of the interview is, hey, I've known you a long time. Isn't that cool? Like, don't remember like when we hung out like back in the day? Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that cool? Then he hits him with number 21. Introduce yourself, my Okay, oh, yes, boy. my name is Kirk Lee Hammett, uh, Scorpio, and uh, <laughs> I'm here with uh, my friend Dean Del Rey. Oh my God, dude, it's so great to have you. I know I was fucking bugging you like crazy this week, but I was like, I must do this interview. Now, uh, Kirk Hammett feels so fucking bad for this guy that the first question is introduce yourself, because yeah, that's brilliant. Right. And the first thing Kirk Hammett does is, hey, this is my name, and by the way, I'm here with Dean Del Rey, and he does this cheesy Tonight Show voice, and he's like, hey, is this guy so fucking cool? Yeah. Because he knows this is the highlight of his fucking life. He's going to be telling the story of this interview for every show for the rest of his days, which oh, he does. for sure. And it takes him five fucking seconds to get creepy. Here's my last one on Kirk Hammett. Here's number 22. I run into you twice in one month, which is totally, to me, was like it's meant to happen. First, yeah. we're at Slayer, yep. and then we run into each other right here at Maidwarn, where we're doing this podcast yeah. in the T-shirt haven. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's crazy, man. And when things like that happen, it's, you know, I get a sign. I, I get a message. It's like, okay, someone's trying to pair us up. 
I believe that too. Yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, I believe in all that kind of stuff. You're the one who introduced the concept. Of course you believe that. Yeah. Hey, do you agree with this thing that I just said? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were the one who started that. And by the way, Carl, I know I've seen you twice this week. It's because we were meant to be together, Carl. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> by the way, it's funny because Kirk Hammond is a famous person. Yeah. So when you see him, you connect that in your brain. You're like, oh, shit, I just ran into Kirk Hammett. Uh, Kirk doesn't have the same feeling about running into Dean Del Rey. He's like, I can't believe I've seen this guy twice this month. Oh, you think? Only Dean Del Rey is thinking that about Kirk Hammett. <sighs> what a creep. I do like that he threw out there that you've been bugging, or I've been bugging you all week. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking desperation is crazy. And then they go on. I have zero clips of this because... They go on about like old guitars, like specific old oh, guitars. Boy. Like I see you brought a '59 Les Paul, and they go into a 10-minute story about this particular guitar, and it's, it's so he's talking to Bill Kelleher mm-hmm. about his influences and how he started playing music and what he was into, and of course he has to make it about him. Getting that right hand going, some yeah. Exodus bonded by blood, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's the shit, man. I grew up in that ground zero of that San Francisco, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, uh, I look at it as like, I can't even believe it, you know? So he had wow. nothing to say. Wow. He's from San Francisco. I guess he knew Kirk Hammett, neat. But he had nothing to add, but he yeah. needed to add it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, like yeah. that band? I actually grew up in an area near where that band got started, and isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not really. Someone's got to grow up in the same area as the band. Yeah. But this is him relating to Mastodon. Now, I honestly have known Bill for decades. He used to play in Lethargy here in Rochester and a couple other great bands. He's been a touring musician for decades. It's what he does for a living. Yeah. And Dean Del Rey can relate to that. I, uh, you know, I, I'm in the same, but I'm a comedian now, but I played music for years. And, and uh, I understand the grind. It's just insane, you know. And he understands the grind. <laughs> yeah? yeah. How was your Japanese? How was the Japanese yeah. leg of your tour? How did that go for yeah. you, Dean? Yeah, by the way, I'm just like you. I'm, just, I'm totally <laughs> right. just like you. I'm just like you. He tries to force answers onto bill oh is that something you picked up <laughs> yeah because everyone in mastodon sings which actually bill doesn't really sing that much the other guys do but whatever everyone in mastodon sings so he asks him if this is his influence you know what was the band that knocked it out for you you know what got you started was it because was it kiss because your band <laughs> Uh, it's interesting because everybody sings. I love that. You know, that's such a rare thing now, you know, uh, having multiple vocals, uh, in a band. Uh, what was it back then? Um, most people say kiss or Zeppelin, (laughs) depending on their age. (laughs) By the way, Bill's answer was the dead Kennedys. Like he he was a punk fan. Yeah. He's like, well, kiss was goofy and... I don't know why you think we like Kiss. Yeah. Well, because everybody sings in your band. Well, the Beatles all sang too. Why Kiss? Yeah. Why did you pick Kiss? Everyone yeah. says they're influenced by Kiss. That here's one. Here's him doing the exact same fucking thing. Here's number seventeen. Okay. I like to ask people this because it's happened to me over the last five years. What music do you listen to now that you absolutely could not stand growing up? Uh, to me. It was Grateful Dead. And now 
I think especially in this weird time, I, 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 I gravitated towards the dead during the political conflicts. And now with the virus, they mean more than ever to me, uh, which is kind of eaves my nerves. But who, who, anybody like that for you? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> what was the question? So, listen, oh. I have a question for you. But first, let me give you a long, detailed answer of how I feel. By the way, aren't I right? Right. <laughs> That's what he's looking for. Yeah. And how great are the Grateful Dead? Oh, they're pretty great, Dean. Good call. Yeah. By the way, I want to say Allison. They're talking about... Now, Allison is an artist. She does art shows. She performs live in bands. Her whole livelihood has been taking away taken away from her. And this is how she sums up the pandemic that we're in. Thought this was interesting. I am really glad to witness this in my lifetime. You know, it's strange. I keep thinking about people that I know and friends and family who have passed in the last sort of five or six years. They would have been like dazzled by this. Like it's it's the strangest time on earth. I'm glad oh. not to miss it. I feel just the opposite. Yeah. I actually envy people who passed away. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. I envy those yeah. people who did not have to experience this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And this no woman is, is excited about it. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Again, we have to make this about Dean. He's talking to Bill Kelleher about U2 being an influence. His dad is from Ireland, brought home a U2 album. And Bill's like, I started learning those songs, a lot of open tuning delay pedal and you would think those would be things you might want to explore with an accomplished musician and sure. guitarist yeah no the first record he got me was u2 war wow and u2 at the time was this weird uh this is pre-punk rock for me i was like who are these weird guys because right. the edge played very unique absolutely he uh used a lot of open string technique and yeah. a lot of delays i saw him in 83 you know yeah, at I the did. us festival <laughs> Which, by the way, Dean, if you want to talk about seeing you two in 83, you can do that. Just don't have an interview-style show with the guitarist from Mastodon as your guest. Oh, that's great. He doesn't care. I don't care. He doesn't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. When you saw you too. It's There was the old Onion headline, guy at bar had similar experience, but better. <laughs> right. That's what this guy is. That's everything that happens. Oh, I saw that band too, but like before, like when they had the original bass player. Yeah, yeah. Way better when you saw This him. is yeah, great. Yeah. He sums up Mastodon to Bill. And this is after Bill has explained <laughs> all of his musical influences oh, and where that. he came about. It's non-traditional for a metal guy. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't that into metal. He was into other things. And so this is how he sums it up. I mean, I think about when I think about Mastodon, I think about it's funny because uh, you're not much of a Maiden guy, but I always felt that it was a combo of Maiden and and a little bit of of uh, and Justice for All, and then of course your own thing, which made it so fucking great. It's just wrong on every count. Oh, God, just completely wrong. Worst. And he needed to say that, even though Bill went through this whole thing where he's like, I respect Maiden, but I was never into it. It just seemed too polished and yeah. it, it wasn't approachable for me. I didn't like the vocal style. And he goes, You know what? You yeah. know what Mastodon is? It's Maiden mixed with something else mixed with a third thing. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. Yeah. Bill, Bill does say something that um, I was excited about. Are you a, uh, a comedy fan? Of course, yeah. Who's your guys? 
Uh, see David Tell. Oh my God, I've been funny. working with him all week. Jesus fucking Christ! for the memories. Yeah. for the memories. <laughs> he had to make it oh about himself. Oh my God! Do you like uh, any comedians that I'm currently touring with? Oh, Do you like any of those shit. people? It's like he was holding up flashcards. He asks. <laughs> uh, he asks Allison the same question. Here's number sixteen. Okay. Where Where are you at with comedy? I know that you love it. I see when you come to the shows. Uh, you've been an incredible, incredible friend and support of my comedy, which is so great because I love your art so much. Do you sit down and watch a lot of comedy? Are you a comedy nerd now or what's going on with that? I mean, what kind of fucking question is that? And by the way, Carl, I want to ask you about comedy, but first, uh, thanks for coming to my comedy show. Yeah. I see you at my comedy show. It's so great that you support my comedy show. And by the way, I love your shit too, but it's awesome that you love my comedy. By the way, do you like comedy? <laughs> yeah. What? All right. Uh, you want to hear him say goodbye to Allison? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> hear that. Here's number 19. Here's him saying goodbye. Listen, I love you more than uh, anything. You, I... I could talk to you for hours and, and we have talked for hours and I I just I can't thank you enough for doing the podcast. No, I'm so Some happy you're glad you're doing it. Oh my god. Awesome. I mean, I'm telling you, when you did it, it was a game changer because I was locked into the people I knew from my past, but I loved all this other music and I didn't know the people. So to finally get you on, it really opened the door, I, I believe this, for like Josh Homme and all these other guys that I loved, you know, which is, which is amazing. And I cannot thank you enough for doing that. So what he said to her was, I want to thank you for being my guest because it allowed me to interview people I actually like, yeah. like Josh Homme. Yeah. But he had to slip in, I love you more than anything, and you have a really nice ass. Did you hear? You're so cool. Did you hear how this show ended? This is literally the ending of the show. And by the way, the file name was called something something underscore final. Yeah, of course. So this was edited. I mean, they, they put this together, and he thought this was how it should end. Hopefully, definitely by the end of the year, it should be recorded if we're not. <laughs> it's on the show end. Oh, uh, he talks about how there was a time when he didn't know how to podcast. Really? Well, that's what I love about this era. Like, I didn't know how to podcast eight and a half years ago. <laughs> you don't know how to know. <laughs> Listen to this clip. Listen to the audio of this clip. This is from his most recent episode. Uh, how long have you been smoking? Um, seven, eight. 17 and a half years. Wow. Wow. It's a it's long funny. time. It's a long time. <laughs> Why oh, is he getting God. frozen up on his side? Is she recording the show? It should that shouldn't be happening on his side. Yeah, he's that's... using his phone. He's using Zoom on his phone. I think he made her record his show. <laughs> I'm realizing that right now. I just gained his penalty. Yeah. He's eight and a half years into podcasting. Yeah. And he's asking his guests to record the show for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's kind of surprising. This fucking show is something else. Let's talk about Dane Cook again real quick. Yes, please. I mean, what? <laughs> Dane Cook talks about, because the interesting thing about Dane Cook is his career 
trajectory. He went up very quickly. Yeah. Came way back down. Yeah. Has worked his way back somewhere. You know, brother stole all his money. All, all these kinds of crazy things. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's weird to think about now, but he had platinum albums and yes. major Madison Square movies. Garden yeah. sold out. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very big deal. And when you that happens, you tend to take yourself a little too seriously. And I always love Dave Cook taking himself too seriously. When I'm on stage now and I'm feeling any kind of emotion besides just like, I don't know, the, the concentration of performing, I let it come in. I let it fucking bleed into my set. You'll watch me five nights in a row. You might be like, oh, you know what? That story about the stalker that you have, like you got really like uh, dark at that one point. It's like, yeah, it's because maybe today I was feeling it in a different way. Quit boring everyone. Jesus wow. Christ, dude. This is a guy who recites his act every night. Yeah. He's like, but I do it with this yeah. ability to work my emotion into it. Oh, like, yeah. it you, you tell dick jokes. Yeah. Jane, come on. Now, he had a falling out with the Laugh Factory. I guess this is a well-known thing, maybe out in L.A. I don't know. Yeah, about, okay. But he was banned. He used to go there all the time. He was banned for going there for two years. And here's the story around that. That's what the factory thing was about, though, right? Bumping. Like Jamie said, don't come in tonight, buddy. Yeah, I I came in apparently on a night that it was too tight a schedule, and they wanted me to do, like, a very specific amount of time. And uh, the manager at the time, I I told her, I was like, I'm not not just – I don't do 10 minutes anymore. Whoa! Dane Cook comes in. Now, the Laugh Factory has a lot of big names performing there, right? He comes in, and he goes – Wait a second. You think I'm going to go up on that stage and do 10 minutes of material? I'm Dane motherfucking yeah. Cook. I, I will not be doing just 10 minutes in front of this audience. Fuck your schedule. How long do you think he wanted to do, Crush? I, I do what I want. I have the answer. I'm not a 10-minute comic anymore. I mean, I made it to... I, I've done all the sacrifice. I've done all the the road work and everything that you need to do to finally go like, if I come into a place, I'm going to do at least 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do 10 minutes. What do you think I'm an asshole? Can I just do 20? Is that cool? (laughs) What's the difference? The fuck's the difference between 10 and 20 minutes? Yeah, that's funny. I love it. Dane Cook, when he first started, he he had a Comedy Central special that put him on the map. And he talks about what he wore. Because back then, he was like the frat guy. Of course, yeah. You know, first Comedy Central special, I look at it now. I'm in a tank top and spiked hair and, you know, tight jeans. And I look back and I go, oh, I was was catering to the demographic that I came up with. When was the tank top for men in fashion? Yeah. I think I was alive at that time, too. I don't remember that being something that guys wore Well, I mean, so... To extrapolate, he's saying he was catering to early 20s dudes. Yeah. Doesn't that just mean he was an early 20s dude? Yeah. Like he was a dude in his early 20s. Like that's, that's not catering to demographics. That's just <laughs> yeah, being a dude of a certain a age. Point. You know? Okay. And you're allowed to actually change over time. It's yeah. fine. Listen to, all right, I'm going to skip back to Allison Mozart. And is that, am I pronouncing that right? Is it Mozart? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course, Carl. It's, it sounded like I said Mozart just now, so I'm like, wait, I must be saying this wrong. <laughs> this is the most pretentious question, making it all about him when he's trying to ask her about her art. <laughs> when you're when you're painting, are you like like what is the the vibe of painting? Are you completely outside of music box? Okay, I'm going to be into painting box. Uh, because obviously your brain creates pretty, pretty kick-ass. You write lyrics, you write music, and now you're painting. But 
Is it a, uh, a a different, like, just mindset? Because I can't draw shit, but I can I can tell jokes, I can write jokes, I can write music, but I cannot draw. So oh we always, God. like, a person that can draw? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's talking to a person who does art shows, paints, and he says... Now, listen, I'm also an artist, yeah. but in a different way, because I create comedy and music and I can write. But could you draw? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, of course I can. Yeah. Speaking of bad questions, she had an art show down in Mexico City, and she was very pleased with how this whole thing went off. And this is the worst question you can ask somebody. I was there for two weeks and I painted, and my show had like 76 pieces in it or something crazy. Did they all sell down there? No, I think about 25% of them sold. Um, wah, wah. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but down yeah. from that question. Did they all sell? Yeah. You say, did you did you sell some pieces? And then she sold them all. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. But you don't say, did you sell every single piece that you made? Well, 25, oh, 25 out of 76, 25%. <laughs> oh, so like 18 pieces yeah. is what you sold. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh He's talking to Bill Kelleher about Mastodon. He can't believe that Mastodon's been around for 18 years. It just doesn't seem like they've been around that long. And that's what happens when you don't discover a band until they're 11 years in. It's so funny like to think about Mastodon being around 18 years. I mean, it just seems like... I mean, I came in late on like Black Tongue, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. So... So that he's talking about the Hunter, which came out in 2011. So he's like, "Wow, it's it's hard to believe you guys have been around so long." I mean, I've only known about you for seven years. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's hard for you to believe because you didn't know <laughs> that they were doing this for over a decade before you even heard any of their songs. Yeah. I have one more clip from the Bill Kelleher thing that this is really just for you. Bill is talking about how difficult it was to hear hard rock, metal, punk growing up in Rochester in the 80s because of what is played on the radio here. To me, it was Ride the Lightning, Master... I think it was more Master of the Puppets because when I looked at... Because back in the day, there was none of that shit was on the radio. Nothing. No. The only thing that's on the radio, and it still is up there in Rochester, New York, is like Boston, Scorpions, Van Halen, this, the old fogey wow. shit. You still know? playing that up there, huh? Yeah, like wow. uh, 96, WCMF. How far up is that, Rochester? I want to tell oh. Bill that he is 100% accurate. Yeah. Or as you might say, exactly right. Exactly right. They are still playing the Scorpions, Boston, Van Halen. But it's down to one classic rock station from four. Right. Crows, anything else you want to talk about when it comes to uh, our friend Dean Del Rey? No, I hope to never hear this guy's voice ever again. I did not enjoy a single moment of all the hours I spent with him this week. It sucked. In that case, let's call up our special guest that we're going to have today. I really hope this works. I have no idea. We do not have a call-in show. It's not our format. Yeah. And this person couldn't figure out Discord, so let's see. Carl? Hey, KC. Hey, Carl. How you doing, buddy? I am doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there, buddy. I know, uh, I know you're a little under the weather, so I really appreciate you hopping on with us today. 
No, I, I appreciate you inviting me, man. I, uh, you know, if, uh, if I don't keep my word, then what, what type of man am I, right? So I'll set this up real quick. Uh, Crozier is here with me hey, in the hey. studio. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Crozier and I are both huge uh, Stern fans going back and oh, uh, both big fans of Casey Armstrong, who's joining us. The reason why Casey is on the show today is he was a guest of Stuttering John's. He was on the Stuttering John show for about two hours. It yeah. Was, it was a lot. What's going on over there? Oh, sorry about that, man. I, I, just, I just switched you on uh, uh, on here because I'm, I'm broadcasting you guys uh, on uh, WMAP and uh, on Twitch and uh, 103.9. So uh, we got a double banger going on here. Okay. Wow. So we probably shouldn't curse. We're on 103.9 right now. <laughs> Well, that that's that's later. So I, if if one drops, I can edit it. It's okay. Don't okay. We, we, you guys fine. I, I'm not going to impede on your show. I really appreciate you guys inviting me, and uh, I'm I play by your rules uh, because I'm a guest. So thank you so much. By the way, I am super stoked to have Casey Armstrong on because I got to give this guy a lot of credit. He's totally reinvented himself. He is a stand-up guy, and I don't know why John asked you the questions that he asked you. <laughs> He doesn't seem to understand who you are these days, but I give you credit for it because oh, that's nice, man. That's really nice of you to say those things. Thank you, man. That well, was that's, that's very kind of you to say those. Things. Well, we know we know Casey from a time when you know there was the Miss Howard Stern saga, and <laughs> there were the after nine eleven, the big blowout with Stutter yeah. John, and and all oh. these things that we remember about you. And to see that you've obviously totally transformed your life and you're doing really well is great. But I, I have to talk to you about some of these things that, that John was saying to you. Because he, he mentions this, which I, I thought was fascinating. Apparently you guys had a conversation before you went on his show. And you had a, you had a long conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, he was uh, – he was, by the way um, – but before we get into this, I, I got to tell you guys, you guys had me rolling. Uh, I, I listened to a, a couple of your shows. It was a while ago. I, I, you guys were talking about, I think, you did a show on Opie yeah, uh, yeah. From, uh, from, from O&A. I was laughing, I, I think, for, for weeks. I, 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 was, I was telling you got to hear this. I mean, it was, it was just, it was brilliant. I mean, uh, I, I, I think I might have told you that in, in another life, you could have been a, a private detective. I mean, you, you're uh, <laughs> I'm on, you're I'm on to that guy. I got him figured out, I think. <laughs> well, thank you, Casey. That's that's really nice of you to say. And, and I, I should mention that you reached out to me. I don't know if somebody told you that we talked about you uh, talking to John. And we had a lot of kind things to say about you, not so much about John. And so you reached out to me, and, and I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you're a fan of the show. That's awesome to hear. No, I mean, it was, it was Mike Gillingham who, who, uh, who sent me the link. And uh, I was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. I know that uh, you guys, you don't get along with with, with John. And look, uh, what I was telling him is, look, if something's funny, uh, you know, it, it's funny. You can't, you can't get mad at it. I mean, you know, sometimes, like, like we were talking uh, with, with with John. You know, uh, he said that uh, there were some some things. Somebody wrote me that that he said something about uh, Artie, which I didn't believe that he said. And he was saying that it was just. You know, it was meant as a joke. All right, um, so Casey, let me stop you right there. Hopefully, okay, you're, hopefully you can hear my board. But this is you saying just that to Stuttering John, and I just have a note that says Casey gets it. 
If it's funny, it's funny. So, and that's why, you know, people say, hey, you know, this this radio gunk with Monique and Arm, I mean, they're, they're brutal. They, 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 uh, <laughs> they, they say some really mean things. I, I, if, if it's funny, you, you don't have a leg to stand on, right? right. Isn't that what right. we did? Yes. It's so funny what you just said is, is I was I was talking to Arm and Monique the other day yeah. and uh they, they 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 were doing the show. They did a great they do some great shows lately. But they do the uh, I hate uh J D show uh, they just did or something like that. Uh-huh. And they said we're never, we're never gonna do a uh, I hate Casey show. Uh, and I'm like, you know what, that's really nice of you, but I think I'm robbing your listeners, uh, because it could be pretty funny. I mean everything I I mean it, it's it's a, it's a it's pretty um, it would be pretty easy to do uh, a show that would point out uh, you know some stupid things that I do and it might be funny I, it, you know my self esteem might not like it but if it's funny it's fun just just what you were you were talking about so, well we tr- um, we treat everything like a roast I'll make fun of everything else that's going on and I expect to get it back. And that's you make what, fun of you, though. You, 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 right. you, you've been self-deprecating, too. That's what makes it fun. And for some reason, John does not get that. He, instead, he's threatened legal action against us. He's threatened to break my legs. It's so what? odd. Yeah, it's so bizarre. So this is, this is him paying you a compliment on that show, and I wanted to point something out that's kind of funny. You know what, Case? Like, the weirdest thing, like, it's, it's a nice thing, is that is you're so humble. It's like, even with the Stern Show, now, obviously, I take shots at them, you know. You'll never do that, and that's cool. I, like, I respect that. I respect that you are very, you know, grateful and, and, and don't, like, you'll never have a bad word to say about the show, and I respect that. So he's excited that you're humble and you don't have a bad word to say. Why wouldn't he want to also be that way if he respects that so much? <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to tell you, man, and... Listen, if, if you knew that guy, the guy that was just talking to me right there, that guy who he sounded, he sounded sincere, and he was talking to me, he said something very kind and very thoughtful. Uh, that is John when you hang out with him one on one. That's not the John on the air. That's the guy that you get when you play golf with him. Um, but uh, I, I do hear what, what, what you're saying, and uh, that was very nice to, to say that. And I, I guess what it comes down to is uh, is you know, he'd been beaten up for a long time, and I know he took it pretty hard uh, with, with with what he was doing, and uh, you know, being on the show and everything. And, and um, I, I'm not a psychiatrist. What am I doing? Casey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so before you went on the show with him, you had a conversation, and John says this. You know, it's so weird. Our friendship, I, it's bizarre. I, I think we're better friends now that the. That we're off the show than when, yeah. than when we were on the show. Yeah. So that's odd that he, he says, we're really, really good friends now. Because then he asks you questions like this. Look at you, you professional. Have you stopped drinking? Yeah. Why? <laughs> He's perplexed by the fact that you no longer drink. It's like, what are you talking about? Later on, you get into a conversation about getting together at some point. And, of course, in John's mind, the only way that can happen is at a bar. So he says this. I can't wait till we can hang out again or something. Yeah. Are you still drinking it or no? <laughs> can't. And why is that? Uh, my pancreas is calcified. That's... How does he not know this if you guys are such good friends? Yeah. <laughs> is he that stupid? He was giving you credit for his Trump prank 
because you were supposed to be the guest that day. You had a bail. So they decided to call the White House. They got through to Donald Trump. And he gives you credit and he says this. Royce was like, I, I go, now what do we do? And Royce goes, right, let's try and call the White House. That was, thank you, Case. I owe you a beer for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Three separate times in this conversation, oh. he talks about drinking with you. <laughs> How is he not figuring this out? <laughs> you know, man, I wish, I wish Artie was on the other line uh, uh, with us right now. Because, I mean, if there was someone to call John on stuff like that, I mean, it was Artie, and and, and uh, just to, these guys used to go to lunch all the time, and I I, I was uh, still caught over there working and stuff like that. But the times it did go, it was just it was it was just uh, ball busting, and and Artie, like if if he, if he caught uh, something like that, like uh, he caught him in. Uh, not listening. I mean, but he probably wasn't listening, or, or just it didn't. He didn't realize that if someone doesn't drink anymore because of health. You know, he yeah. doesn't realize that because you know he. That's what he does. Artie would be right, right in there in a second and, and call him on it. You know. Do you think but, John uh, it doesn't have yeah. good listening skills? I agree with you, Casey. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> this guy spends the entire time talking about himself and never once listens to anything you have to say. When he's like, we're really good friends, it's because you probably listen to him brag about how awesome he is. <laughs> That's all it takes for him to be your friend. So there was that tweet that he went, that he put out that you reacted to on the show. Like, wait, who said that? I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Because he did tell Artie to kill himself. He says, understand, Artie is a washed-up heroin addict who is the biggest comedy hack in the business. He couldn't even smell a good joke, although I doubt with that Malden nose he could smell anything. Fuck you, Artie. Please kill yourself successfully this time. And then he defended this with you, Casey, saying, Ah, oh, we're just busting balls. This is just what we do. We're comedians. Anything about that sound like he's ball-busting? Did, did Artie... Did Artie hit, did he... Somebody sent me that. Did, did, uh, so that's really true, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's really true. John is not a... I, I mean, you know him differently than I do. He's not a good person. Well, did... did, did, uh, did uh, I know um, uh, Artie's, uh, Artie's critique, I, I believe, was like if, if you made like a, a good humor joke, you know, uh, about somebody, then he would... John would go right for the jugular. I mean... Uh, he's he's never done that w with me, uh, but um, I mean that's uh, that that is a pretty brutal thing to say to somebody. And yeah, with someone I, like Artie, yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> think that's very. Uh, John's a funny guy, but I don't think that's very funny. So this was a great part of your show with John. I want to break this down with you. He made you watch an old clip of you and him on the Howard Stern show from the E Channel. Did you watch this, Croach? No. He sits there with KC and he puts the video up so that you can see them watching it and they can see the video. And he's so proud of himself. I'm hearing myself echo back and it's really weird. Yeah. Is there something you could do on your end, KC, so I don't hear myself echoing? Um, how's that? Uh, let's check. Nope, that's even worse. How about that? Uh, let's check that. All right, whatever. It is, it is what it is. Um, so uh, he makes so you, he makes you watch this old e footage, and then, and then he laughs at his, laughs joke. his joke. Listen to this. This is at the tail end of them watching this segment, and then he repeats the joke that he said on the segment as he's laughing about it. I know, I know, I know. We can all rest safely now. Casey's back. 
<laughs> which is all you'll see is Casey's back because he'll be running. I love the last great. thing I get, Chad. When, when, when everyone goes, all right, now he's back. And I go, yeah, that's all you're going to see is his back because he'll be running. <laughs> He has to repeat the joke that he told 15 years ago on the Howard Stern show to Casey again on his show. Man. Hey, uh, if you, if you, uh, uh, by the way, I really see, I, that was my first job out of, out of college. I didn't know, you know, kind of how to act in an office and stuff. I was really going to kill him. I was really, uh, I was going to, uh, after work, I was really going to, I was going to beat him up. I wish you had. Uh, <laughs> but um but yeah i mean you know look this is 20 years ago and it's it's uh, it, we're old men now and uh but, but hey you know what i'm gonna do man because if you can hear yourself i don't i don't i don't want your your sound to screw up i'm just gonna pick up the phone i'm gonna take it off this thing all right okay all right thanks that'd be better that'd be great is that, is that better man that's way better way better oh, okay no, i can still hear myself but you sound great so that's good, that's good. um all right um, all right after he plays that back for you, and the whole point of him playing that was to say, remember that time that you got pissed at me because I was being so funny? Which, which this guy, I mean... I love, I love your take on it, man. It's so funny. That's all he's doing is just recounting back when he was famous and interesting. So you make the mistake after that of paying him a compliment, and you can't give John a compliment. He doesn't accept it well. It's very similar to Opie. You give him a compliment, and he wants to take it even further. This is that. But uh, you were really funny back then, man. I, I, I mean, uh, wow. Dude, but, I'm the, uh, you, I'm the you, biggest you wise man. It's going. Like, I mean, Case, like, you know, it, it, it's... Like, like I love. I mean, it's just from my upbringing. It's from my like, you know. That's what we would. Well, we, like you we, just bust balls with. with I mean, I, I I know I met you. I know your brother. Um, well, and, no, because all my like me and my friends would hang out at the handball courts, and we grab a six pack of beer, and we would just somehow end up in a circle and just bust each other's balls. I was the perfect fit for Howard. I started. I asked people. Crazy questions even before Howard when I was a little kid, and then and then and then I'm the biggest ball breaker in the world. It was like a perfect fucking thing. This is so typical of John Melendez. He has Casey on the show, shows him a clip of when he told a joke that people laughed at, and then explains how funny he is to Casey. At some point, did you think like, hey, aren't I the guest? Shouldn't I be the one talking? <laughs> Oh, I think we lost. Can you, can you hear me, man? I, oh, there we go. I, was, I was trying to take it off because I was laughing when you were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a weird appearance that he was just bragging about himself to you? Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, the way it, like you, your guys take is is very funny. I mean, I, I didn't think of it that way, but now when you bring it up, uh, it, it's it's very funny, and uh, I, I know that um, John's not going to be happy that I'm laughing at it, but. Um, look, the golden rule, what we talked about, it's funny. Yeah, you guys are funny, and you made yeah. a funny observation, and that's, that's what happened. So uh, now I see it that way, and, it, and I was giggling, so I turned. I had to mute my uh, my phone because it was funny. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nonstop entertainment for me, I will tell you that. And I wasn't even going to rag on Stuttering John except for the first time we, we made fun of his show because usually we just do a show and then move on and do a different show. But John, why, why did you? Why do you guys? Uh, 
so you were the one he was talking about when he said he said something to me about uh, he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh, uh, hot Carl. Yeah, I know your name is, is Carl, but uh, are you hot Carl? Did, did somebody say that? What, what what was that about? So there's a guy who goes into his chat who has been banned because he's a fan of our show and he told me that he's been the mod banned him. But there's a guy who put his name in his hot Carl and John thought it was me. Oh, I see. Okay, but right. it was not. Right. How did it start, Carl? How did how did you guys um, get in each other's uh, you it's, know it's, bad, bad graces? Casey, it's so funny. We do a podcast every single week where we make fun of another podcast, and we tackled Stuttering John show, and it was surprisingly bad. But whatever, we were just going to move on and do a bunch of other really bad podcasts. But then John didn't take it well. And every other show that we do, some of them get mad. Some of them actually have become co-hosts. They they like that we goof on them, and we've had a good rapport. But John took it the worst of any show we've ever dealt with. Yeah. And so then it was like, well, now the floodgates. Like we got to just do this every week. They keep creating this himself. I, I, this stuff is. is it, you got to understand. I'm, I'm a listener. I'm a fan. Uh, so it's. It's fun for me, uh, uh, you know, to listen, and uh, you know, I, I hope nobody thinks that that I, I'm. I just like to be entertained, and uh, <laughs> it's definitely entertaining. You make some great observations, and uh, John is is, uh, is is uh is a character, and uh, everything that you said is has been right on. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not bad mouthing him. I, I think he's a he, he's a he is uh, the top echelon of ball busting. I'll tell, I'll give him that. Uh, he he's good in a group where um, you know some people you're afraid to you know interrupt or, or talk with him. But John is verbose. He's, he's laughing at at what he's saying, and he is a true ball buster. And uh, the, if you like Sutter and John, you expect it. So uh, I think you guys have got a great thing going on, and I'm going to be entertained. <laughs> I, I think it's just the opposite of that. When you're a good ball buster, you're able to take it and dish it out, and John's just, uh, okay. he's the worst. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why he takes offense so much. This so, Casey, I want to talk about, real quick, Simply Amazing Women. You just released a new book. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I. Um, uh, what happened was, you know, with everything going on here with this, uh, with the COVID and everything, um, Barnes and Noble is kind of like on a skeleton crew. You know, they're, 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 uh, the corporate is closed and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was a great time to release a book because people are home and it's, you know they can read it and and you know have something to do because everyone's bored. But at the same time, nobody's making any money. Nobody's working. So nobody's going to spend thirty dollars on a book. So uh, I brought it down to fourteen ninety nine, which I'm going to make a cool seven cents on every Ooh. copy that's sold. Uh, but you know, at least uh, it gets out there. There's 13 amazing women in there, and um, when when we get off, I'm gonna uh, get your address, and I'll 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 send you guys both out uh, a copy, and uh, you could, you know, use it as a coaster or read it. I don't know. You might like. I don't know. It's, it's some 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 of the uh, uh, the, the uh, stories are gonna inspire you uh, because these women are just so incredible, man, and, and they're out there. They're good people out there. And this is a follow-up to Simply Amazing. Do you want to just talk about your um, show that you have syndicated that's uh, 24-7 on the Internet and uh, your, your previous book? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I, uh, WMAPradio.com is 24-7, and uh, it's all talk. It's all interviews. 
And uh, the first book was uh, simply amazing. And it was uh, 10 people uh, that, I, that I interviewed. Uh, and it starts off with a guy named Werner Reich, who was a uh, prisoner at Auschwitz and Munthausen. And he talks about, like, sleeping next to a dead guy for three days to get his ration of, like, acorn soup. Or, or you know, and, it, and he, at the end, he's telling us how, how much he loves life. So if someone can go through that stuff, and, you know, I'll bitch about, you know, my, my trivial crap. But someone like that goes through that and says they love life. Uh, I'm a complete ingrate, and uh, I, love, I love hearing those stories because it makes, you, it makes you think, like, hey, man, you know, lighten up. This guy went through this, and then you think you got it bad. Dude, I'm not going to survive this I'm pandemic. Survive this- <laughs> I, I, I can't be in my house anymore. I, I fucking can't take it. So. I don't even. I don't even understand you, how this. You're you're uh, you're upstate now, right? Yeah, we're up in Rochester. And uh, are you guys slowly getting back into it? Are they um, opening stuff up slowly, or whatever are they doing up there? Yeah, whatever they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. Construction or something is happening. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I, you know, it's it, they just. Uh, I don't understand why they say. I'm not a political guy. I know I know nothing about politics. Uh, but it just seems like they're just blaming each other, and it, it turned into like. Uh, you know, they're taking sides on something that's uh, affected the disease. It's not. It's not an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird world that we now live in, Casey. And I think that people have some time on their hands. They should purchase your book and get inspired. And listen to and listen to your podcast because it's funny as hell. <laughs> that goes without right. saying, obviously. Who are these? Hey, have, you, have you listened to the Radio Gunk lately? We did. A, we reviewed their show. Actually, we did a review of that. I haven't oh, yeah. them lately. What you, you think? It's awesome, right? Well, my my problem with them was everything that Howard Stern does is wrong. So they nitpick on, and, and I like nitpicking. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but my issue with it was when Howard acts like the new Howard, this woke Howard. They rip it on for that, and I agree, it's stupid. But then they go, and then he told this off-color joke in front of kids. I'm like, well, that's what you like about Howard in the first place. You can't hate all these things. Yeah. There have to be things that you still like. But yeah, you know, I, it, it, man, I, I got to tell you, it, it's like at first when I first heard, it, I'm like, uh, yeah, this, you know, uh, my initial thing was like, yeah, this this might be a little bit mean because I got nothing bad to say about uh, you know uh, anybody over there. But when it goes back to that rule, just like we were talking about with John, man, it. If it's funny, it's funny, and that's exactly what Howard was doing when I was working there. He was making fun of people, yep. and uh, you know, some people say it was mean spirited or whatever, but it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Um, no, he was the he, best. He, he could not take it though. If anyone said anything about him, yeah, it was over. Which is again not a good ballbuster. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Hey, I got you. real quick, I know you're friends with Artie Lang, and he's been MIA for the past couple of months. Do you know anything? Have you, uh, you heard from him at all? Uh, man, I wish I wish I could tell Carl. I wish I could tell you yeah. that he's okay and everything, and, and um, I, I I don't know. I haven't heard from him. I, uh, the last number I had from him, I, I texted him all the time, and I actually, uh, you know, when he was he was getting everything, it looked like he, you could tell, like, from one, uh, one addict, to another, you can tell when someone's sober. He was sober, um, and I still believe, and I, I believe in my heart, and I, I'm praying that he is. I, I just uh, think maybe he just took a break. That's, I'm just trying to think the best here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to think anything negative, uh, like people are saying. But 
Um, well, I hope he's okay. I, I I know you guys are fans of his, and uh, I will tell I you that from about 2000 to about 2006, 2007, the Howard Stern Show was the best show that's ever been made. When you were on there and Artie, it was it was must listen to radio. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. So, uh, well, 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 thanks, man. I I um I was there with, with when Jackie was there. And uh, then uh, when they were trying out some new people uh, and, um, you know, there were some, some people that were pretty good. Florentine, I thought, was good. Uh, let's see. There, there was a couple other ones that were. Jim uh, Florentine that, that, uh, is a friend of WATP, actually uh, co-hosted one time. So is Jim? Yeah, so shout out to Jim. Yeah, no, Jim, Jim's great, man. He's, uh, I used to room with him on the road when we used to do uh, stand-up. And I, I don't think there's a funnier individual than I've ever met because I uh, I saw it down down in the lobby one time there was about 200 women and they were they were doing some kind of a meeting or some, they were giving speeches about something and I told Jim and he goes oh, well let's get down there and let's go burp so uh, <laughs> he goes and he puts his head in there and he starts belting and uh, <laughs> I was cackling on the floor. Uh, because he kept going back and forth and sticking his head in and, and belting again. Uh, and when that wasn't good enough, then he cut gases. So, <laughs> oh. I mean, the guy is just, I mean, that's who he is. And, and he's just a, just a funny guy, man. What are you, uh, five, Jim? What are you, five years old? <laughs> what are you, five? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? All right. Casey, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to talk to you. I hope that you get to hey, do Senator you John show. Me, man. I really appreciate it. And um uh you know, keep entertaining me, man. Come on. I <laughs> will do, buddy. Good to thank talk you, to you. Thank you both. Uh, I'll uh, text you, give me your address, I'll send you up uh, some stuff, all right? I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks, Carl. Good night. See you later. Be good. Be good. Casey Armstrong. Wow, the one and only. You know what I wanted to grab and I didn't? <laughs> I think it was Richard Christie. Who won the song contest? Yeah, that's all. This... I, uh, there's like eight Casey Armstrong songs going through my head at any given time. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Yes. Was that was that Richard Chrissy? When you're feeling gay in the neighborhood. Let me see if I can find that. Casey Armstrong. Casey posts for gay photographs. <laughs> German homo gay photographs. Oh, it's fucking great. Let's see. Let's see if I have this here. If you're feeling gay, wanna roll in the hay? Who are you gonna call? Casey Armstrong. When you need some butt, wanna bust a nut? Who can you call? Casey Armstrong. Uh, I ain't homophobic. Uh, I ain't homophobic. Uh, I'm fucking living my glory days now. <laughs> Remember that thing I used to like that was funny? Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? Ah, so much work to do in post. All right, well, I'm going to go run to the bathroom. All right. But in the meantime, I want to play a very fun song for you. This comes from the Man Brain Podcast, and this is the Jerry Banfield song. 
I love to eat peanut butter, I love to eat honey, and uh, I also love to eat beans. Beans. I look great, I feel great. Beans. I look great, I feel great. Peanut butter, honey, and beans. Beans.
eat your ass. Oh, I will eat your ass. I will eat, I will eat your ass. You fucking know all about this shit. Wow, Crouch, coming in strong. <laughs> Did you have to write down all of the things that he said and I, sing them verbatim? I looked up WikiQuote, and they had a three-page yes. transcript of that, and I couldn't get through the first paragraph, and that was with me, like, speed-reading all that That's shit. amazing. That's I could do awesome. a double album of just that one quote. <laughs> well, this is a music-filled show because PJ Filium came back strong mm. came back real strong after last week's i will eat your ass song which i think yours is better crush i'm gonna say well, it i was inspired by him i had i hearing his i was laughing my ass off i'm like all right i gotta i gotta respond to pj so <laughs> pj put together a butthole surfers parody that is fan fucking tastic i'm growing the empire baby I don't think I ever gave a shit. Like, I actually went out of my way to give a shit. Carly got with Patrick. Patrick watched the kids. Pat was patting Patrick's back about everything he did. Carly had a real job, and Seamus was a loser. He didn't want to watch their kids, but beggars can't be choosers. Patrick started podcasting about dumb shit like rain, with kids crying in the background. God, his kids are such a pain. The kids just want attention. They want love from their father, but his kids won't get him fame. So why even bother? Todd ignores his son sometimes when he records his shows. Hoping if he doesn't acknowledge them, they'll leave him the fuck alone. He'll add some music in the background to hide his children's cries. Tony Hinchcliffe called one of his jokes smart, so the neglect is justified. I don't know you. You don't know me. That's almost snakes at the grass level. That's really, really good. Oh, I'm fucking hyperventilating. I know. That's so, so well done. Thank you, PJ. For putting that together. <laughs> wow. And it doesn't end there, Crouch. No shit. We had another song that came in. This is from Hayden Luck, who sent in this ditty. And now, this is a song for Carl. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. For making a podcast. <laughs> And the autism you have given to you, I sing. Oh, it's phenomenal. Wow. Some good submissions this week. Wow. I love it. Fabulous. Crows, you brought more clips than what we've played so far. Yeah, I got a couple things I wanted to present to you. Is there anything I should do to transition into the next part of the well, show? Well, I mean, if you had a song about that guy, Opie, that would be a cool thing to, like, play. So I discovered this week, Carl, that I fucking hate myself. And I listened to the Opie show on purpose. Nice. He had a, a woman on named Sue Costello. And 
we were talking about good questions to ask. Yeah. Here's Opie's opening question to Sue, number 23. So how are you doing with this uh, self-isolation, this stay-at-home, this quarantining, this social distancing, this uh, should I wear a mask or not? Should I wear gloves? Should I go shopping? Should I stay in a line? <laughs> what the hell do we do? How do you answer that? Yeah, that was not Too only a question. Yeah, not only a real question, but his opening question. <laughs> so Opie's still not handling this Crush, very well. How do you feel about uh, '70s rock? How do you feel about Led Zeppelin? How do you feel about? <laughs> oh God! And this they go. This goes into a long political discussion. And like, if I wanted to hear a bunch of fifty-somethings talk about politics. I would basically go to anyone's fucking dinner table anywhere in the country. Like, who gives a shit? Who is, like, waiting to hear this? And from, like, comedians, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to hear fucking news people talk about the news anymore, let alone comedians. But here's number 24. Here's the only interesting thing Opie brings to this. Hold on. I have to stop you right there. Sorry, go Who who are the comedians in this mix? Who's the... Is there a comedian in this? I was trying to be generous. (laughs) Okay. Comedians? Know who I like? You ready for this? Yeah. Andrew Cuomo, nipples and all. Oh boy! Oof! It just—I mean, it just gives you the douche chills. So, did he think that was going to be the funny joke? So this comes. This happens a couple times where he like goes for something and he doesn't get a response, Mm -hmm. and he gives you the old like "please clap" kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens over and over again. The only one I grabbed because it was like brutal was number twenty-five. Well, then we'd have to come up with our, our diabolical laughs. I'm kind of bummed you didn't do the diabolical laugh. Let me hear a diabolical I'll laugh. I'll do it with you. <laughs> Are we listening to Seamus' show again? What just happened? It's What's like, going on? Is it a, is a child making this show? I mean, it's one thing when you're when it's like when forced laughter is going on, but it's another thing when it's like, hey, you gotta come on, do a cool laugh, come on, force some laughter, please. So, wow. all right. So, wow. anyway, who is this person that he's talking to? I don't know who that is. So, Sue, Sue Costello? Costello is a she's a woman. She does like a, a daily internet show. Okay. She's used to be a comedian, but obviously there's no comedy going on right okay. now. Gotcha. But she's putting together a movie. Now, I thought this was really interesting because she had a role that was perfect for Opie. So, during the conversation, she kind of presents this to Opie like, hey, I got this role that's fucking perfect for you, buddy. And here's number 26. So I, I've already done a couple of meet and greets with, that's what I'm going to yeah. call it, with the kid who's playing my son and uh, the girl playing my best friend. And we want, I want you to play the guy who sexually harasses me. That's who I want you to play. What? <laughs> yes. Why did you think I was good for that role, <laughs> Sue Costello? <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> I think you're perfect. I think, I think it's going to be your Oscar. Okay. So she wants him to play the guy, and then they go on, and it's like it's like a kind of a Me Too part of the story, but it's before that. So it's like this guy, is a he's, a, he's in a position of power. He's her boss, but he's really, like, aggressive towards her. And then Opie, for reasons... This is a comedian who wants to write a movie? For, a comedian. For reasons that are fucking completely beyond me, Opie starts, like, 
identifying with the character. He's like, well, maybe he's not that bad. Maybe oh, he just no. is misunderstood. So here's number 27. Oh, boy. And, uh, but, and you have a wife. Oh, I have a wife. So me coming yeah. on to you is, is sexually harassing you. Maybe it's I just think you're cute. And then maybe <laughs> I want to like uh, move on from my marriage and, and, and start dating you. But it's the way you go about it in the office that's the problem. Uh-oh, and how do I go about it? You come right out. You push me onto the desk and try to <laughs> crawl on top of me. <laughs> yeah. No, you're kind of missing it, Opie. Your character would hold her down and try to, like, forcibly kiss her. It's not a cute thing where you're, like, trying to leave your marriage. Like, I don't I don't even know where he's going there. Like, yeah, maybe this guy's not so bad. Hey, well, then he started giggling like... when she explained how terrible this person would act. And then, yeah, everybody has a big laugh about it. It's very strange. That's weird. And then they, they wrap it up with number 28. And you know how, like, every once in a while, Opie seems like self-aware for like two seconds yeah and it's, it's like always a weird, like weird clarity. spurts and then it goes away quickly so here's 28 i haven't even thought about casting any other pompous assholes oh, okay. you're the only one I thought of. <laughs> oh really that's great <laughs> i'm the brad pitt of pompous assholes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i mean that's awesome I, I couldn't have said it any better than that god damn it if it, it's between him and Stuttering John, for sure. Yeah. And those two are supposed to do a show together. I don't know if I've talked about this in the show, but there have been tweets that have gone out. I probably did. There have been tweets that have gone out about them doing shows together. Really? Please, Oof. please. Get Opie on your show, John. Yeah, that, that would, would be... be amazing. Yeah. Well, I... I think that would be the topic of conversation for the next three months of who are these podcasts. <laughs> If John and Opie combined forces. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would just be, that would be some glory days. And my that. co-host, Casey Armstrong, is here again. <laughs> hey, Casey. So, even Casey's like, fuck these cunts. Yeah, really? Really? <laughs> all right, what do we got? Uh, all right, so this is just kind of random, but they start talking about the, the film Mommy Dares from 100 years ago. Here's number 29. All right, but... The only person who ever suffered from that was like, what was Joan Crawford when she played... Uh... Mommy dearest. That's the only person that Korea suffered from doing something, a bad role. You had to mention Mommy Dearest. Because they thought she was really like that, so she could never do another role because she was so good at it. And uh, she portrayed my mom. No wire hangers That was my mom. Oh, God, the yelling and screaming while I was growing up. Anyway, that's for another time there, uh, Sue Costello. Yeah, so she mentions a movie, and first of all, Joan Crawford isn't in Mommy Dear. She's portrayed in Mommy Dearest. I know that's nitpicking, but come on. Yeah. Um, and that's like his Niagara Falls. That's his, and slowly I turn. It's that key word that sets him off, yeah. and he's got to start doing an impression, and it's like he's having Vietnam flashbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Helicopters are going in the background. There's a tower. It's a whole fucking thing. Now, <laughs> I, he did just melt down just then. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, uh, so then he mentions... Artie, it's a small world. Now, I didn't, this is all new to me. I, I I didn't know this, but I guess him and Artie hung out or had a podcast or whatever. Maybe I, I uh, this fell out of the back of my brain or whatever. Opie and Artie had a podcast together? Oh, you didn't know this? They okay. They both certainly did not. Because I, <laughs> I'm listening to this, I'm like, God, I, I swear Carl would have talked about this yeah. or we would have reviewed, something would have. 
So this is this is fucking breaking news then. Okay. Opie and Artie together at last. Here's uh, number 30. Artie Lang? Yeah. Fuck Artie Lang. That's what I say what? today. <laughs> That's what I say today. Whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> That's just when the name comes up. I'm sorry. So 31 is where he actually tells the fucking story. Okay. Because you know who did have a show with Artie Lang? That would be Anthony Kubia. Yeah. It was well, the Artie and Anthony show. But it was almost. Did Opie think he's Anthony Kubia? But <laughs> apparently it was almost an Artie and Opie show or, or something. If you I, can, I know Opie wanted that to happen. Let's if you can out. make heads or tails of this. Okay. He started doing my radio show. Yeah. He uh, had great appearances on my radio show. Well, of course. Even though funny. he was cutting them short a lot to go to the bathroom and to run out of uh, Sirius XM. But still, I got some great stuff out of him. And then he started mm-hmm. texting me and DMing me and stuff that he really enjoyed you know, doing my radio show, and he was thinking that we had something and that maybe we could put a show together, me and Artie. Fast forward, the guy doesn't even put me on his podcast. Not once. Another guy. I bet you it's because you're good. I'm too good, right? Yeah. Now, there's a lot going on. Wow, that's funny because, again, Artie started up a show again. Yeah. He had Anthony Cumia on as a two-parter. Yeah. Anthony Kubia was one of his featured guests on there. He's had a lot of great guests. Yeah, yeah. But they're normally like comedians or people who are interesting. Opie would not fit in in the guest list that already had on his show. Yeah. Well, it's so the whole middle of that clip that we just heard was him like getting angry. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's disguising it as comedy, I think, or, or thinly veiled, maybe. Yeah. But it's not, it's somebody it's who's thin. angry. And he's like, Artie's big time in me. Artie, like, in the secret messages, he told me, like, secretly, oh, buddy, you and me, we're awesome. We're going to do a show together. It's going to be so fucking cool. He told me that. It's so awesome. And now it's fucking too big. And this, you know, the whole fuck Artie Lang thing is is weird. There, That's some charged language. There's yes. a lot going on there. Yeah. And then the way that she wraps it up is she says, you know why, OP? It's because you're so good. Yeah. The reason they don't want you on their show. She was put in a tough spot right there. Yeah. And that was probably the best way to get out of it. Yeah. I would not have thought of that. Yeah. Can I just be honest with you, Crush? Opie, you're too good for Artie Lang would never have come out of my mouth yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. I probably just would have started laughing hysterically at the guy. Up to the diabolical laughter now, Opie. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Artie doesn't care about you. You suck. Ah, ha, ha. And it's it's like she even stepped it back and was just like, but you're just too good. Like, period. Like, you're just too, you're on another level from these losers. Like, not even just Artie, but just fucking. You know what's general. funny about that? Opie is upset because he used to have a radio show that was heard by millions of people and he was able to get big guests on it. Yeah. Now he has a podcast that's heard by you and me. <laughs> and that's about it. And nobody wants to be a guest on it anymore. Yeah. And he thinks that they've turned on him when really that's how show business works. Well, yeah. However, Anthony Cumia has a show that's watched by a few dozen people. <laughs> He just had Joe Rogan on the other day. Yeah. He's able to get big guests. That's about as big as you could get right now. Because people like Anthony Cumia and his show is funny. Yeah, it's almost as though Opie hasn't been able to form a single human connection with (laughs) any of the friendly people who were like on his side and rooting for him over the span of his entire life. It's shocking. Let's hear him wrap it up. Here's the, the last thing they say about Artie. 
had Mark Maron on my radio show for years. He did great radio, but no one knew Mark Maron like they know him today. And what happens to these people now that I'm not on the top of the mountain anymore? I'm not needed, so you're not going to, you know, help the Opster out? And give him a little I don't know push. What, no, I think it's because you're good, Opie. I swear to God, I do. Oh, that's that's right. the hard numbers. I like that. Oh, no. And that Artie Lang. I not do. Not once on his podcast, that Artie Lang. And then I tried to get him on my podcast, and he's and they pretty much said, well, you can maybe call in. Call in. Yeah, you Take it. I'm to call in your podcast. Oh, great. Let's set it up. Seriously. Give me a date and a time. Let's I, do it. And doesn't that say it all? Like, this whole thing that he's yelling about, he could have had. Like, no, no, no. He would have called into your show. Well, fuck that bullshit. Call into my fucking show. What am I, some fucking asshole with a podcast? Yes. That's what you are. No one cares. And, like, as you can hear, that's a long topic of discussion. That's, like, it goes into a whole thing about, holy fuck, I'm such a victim. Everybody's fucking me over. And that poor woman's just like, it's okay. It's because you're so good. It's because you're so good. It's because you're so good. Oh, man. Maybe that's why people don't want to be a guest on their show, because they have to be your fucking psychiatrist yeah, <laughs> while you're you on think? there. You think? It's kind of annoying. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Right there. Oh, and that, listening to Opie, that's an hour I'll never get back. If oh Artie Lang put out a podcast tomorrow that was called The Artie Lang Farts Into a Microphone for 25 <laughs> Seconds Show, yeah. it would get more downloads than Opie Radio. Yeah. By a lot. If he put out a podcast that was just him urinating. That's a great idea! Why doesn't could, somebody do that? He could probably make like $48.14. Anchor.fm slash Peapod. Let's look it up. Let's see where we're at right now. With our Anchor.fm money because we are killing it. We have people subscribing. I want to get some shout outs. I want to. Oh, wait, I'm going to the wrong thing right now. My internet is slow today. Gosh. You're on the wrong Peapod. All right. So, Anchor.fm slash Peapod. We now are up to $64.51 in earnings. And I promise you, we will put some percentage of that. To charity. Is it going to be a P-based charity? Mm. Like a urology foundation? That's interesting. Like that? That's interesting. Crows, yeah. you want to uh, be an advisor? Not really. On the Peapod board? <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep far away from things like that, actually. Dude, it's been a month. We've had 6,000 plays. Jeez. <laughs> the Peapod. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Do you remember when Seamus was bragging about 100 downloads? Yeah. For a single episode? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just like, yes. and and you out earn him by orders of magnitude. Yeah, you make right. exponentially more money peeing than he does working twenty four seven on this content. And I'm putting giant quotes around working, dude. I have fuck you money right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, seriously, sixty dollars. You've taken a leak money. I mean, divided by three. Yeah, take but out the charity and still. Crozier's advisory commission. <laughs> Alright, we're we're running way over. Yeah. Let's let's keep going through this. What else you got for us, buddy? Alright, I let's blast through these because yes. I think this is gonna be interesting. Okay. I found a new podcast, Carl. Right. And some of some of it's gonna maybe sound a little familiar to you. Okay. This is the Clever Name podcast out of Canada. Okay. This is two dudes. One of them lives in his parents' basement. For real, or is that just like the thing that you always say? No, we'll get to it. We'll okay. Get to it. It's a for real. So 
back in December of 2018, Andy joined you and me. We talked about a show called Call Her Daddy. Yeah. A week later, uh, well, a week and a half later, uh, Clever Name Pod introduced a new segment that they called Fraud Pod, where they listened to Call Her Daddy and made fun of it. Oh. So, but let's fast forward to just a couple weeks ago. Here's the middle of April. Here's them introducing their segment, Fraud Pod. Here's number 33. What fucking music is that, dude? We, I don't can, know. can I just cut that together for uh, uh, an intro now? That's gonna be the intro. <laughs> Fraud pod. <laughs> well, that's how we're starting it then. But um, so you sent me last time. I guess last time we were doing a podcast. Even you sent me the link to the Stuttering John podcast and. Does do people even remember who Stuttering John is? Because I don't, I, I don't think so. I didn't even know who he was until people were goofing on him. Okay, so that I guess you know what I mean. I guess people do need like a refresher course. And then they go on a whole long thing of who Howard Stern is, who Stuttering John is, uh, this whole thing. <clears throat> they never even heard of Stuttering John until people were making fun of him. I have something to say to these people. Fuck you. <laughs> so. Uh, Number 34 is they present the idea that they're going to go with. His live streams are just all people dumping on him now and him slowly getting angry. It's amazing. Jeez. I'm pretty sure there's super cuts now. This is terrible. But mm. he, he – so now Jason Ellis and Stuttering John, I believe – I don't know. you. I, you Have you listened to this full thing? I haven't even fucking touched this. Uh, I didn't listen to the full thing, but I've heard clips of it, oh, and geez. it's all incredibly bad. They're doing this they wrong. <laughs> They heard clips. They yeah. heard clips of Stuttering John uh, interviewing Jason Ellis. I can't imagine where they would have heard Yeah, where would they have heard those clips? So These fucking assholes are ripping us off a week after we do it? Now, number 35, they just hit play. Now, listen, the audio quality sucks, yeah. but that's what I'm trying to say. The audio quality sucks, so just fucking bear with me. You fucking assholes, stop judging me. I'm trying to prove a point. They better be... Patreon supporters is all I'm going to say about those. So I figure we could just like mystery science theater this shit and just uh, yeah. click play and, 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 and see what happens. But because I haven't I haven't really uh, taken too much of a look at it, but let's kick it off. Awesome. You got to turn that up a bit. You know what? This is his audio and like, OK, no, it is low on YouTube. I'm like, <laughs> How do I know that? Because Max audio is still low. Um, and uh, it's, you know what? All right, let me just tell everyone your name. This is Jason Ellis. He has his own serious XM show. But what I noticed about you, you're a much more famous version of me. Because <laughs> I'm a loser from the Howard Stern show. Now, again, they just hit play on this podcast, and it's – like, there's segments where it's 90 seconds, it's 120 seconds, and they don't say anything. Yeah. And then they'll laugh or they'll chime in or whatever. Okay. Let's listen to them summarize the Stuttering John show, okay? You with me? Yeah. These are compilation clips, and just see if any of this sounds familiar to you, Carl. I just wonder. This are you is fucking kidding This is number 36. Shit. He plays, like, unedited Howard Stern shows and then was, like, mad at people for playing clips of his show and threatening to sue them yeah. when they were goofing on him. So he's an idiot. <laughs> I completely agree. Like, his show was coming out only in one ear. Like, he couldn't figure out dual channel. Oh, my God. 
fucking hilarious. He was like begging people to help him because uh, well, everyone abandoned him. He had an editor, and his editor was like, "Yeah, bro, um, I have to go run for office, so uh, I can't edit for you anymore." I don't know, man. It, uh... He was like, you know, like a good night for me. I crush like five or six beers, and then I smoke like a bunch of weed and go to bed. It was like, Jesus. Wow. All right. Well, I'm guessing Stuttering John is is looking back uh, on his his life and going, "Wow, it sucks that I peaked so long." Oh ago. my god! All it is is glory days. It's... Like it's just like that's playing on a fucking what? Loop. Oh. Like, uh... Glory days! Clever name for a podcast. You are ripping us off. And by now, the way, the only thing clever is the word clever in the name of your podcast. Now, Carl, you say that, but clearly they've listened to hundreds of hours of the Stuttering John show. Yeah, they came you, to these same conclusions on their own. Why don't you hit number 37? He, like, like Stuttering John is, like, 50 and, like, a decrepit alcoholic, and he, like, uh, threatens people with fighting all the time. People. Like, all his trolls and his haters, he's, like, he threatens them. He's, like, yeah, like, you know, if... They wouldn't say that shit if we were face to face because I beat the crap out of him. And it's like, John, you're like a handicapped old man. Like, you get fucking rolled over by these people. And uh, they're probably running off of Wi-Fi in a in a cafe because fucking John can't afford his own internet. Actually, he got his hydro shut off, uh, which only happens if you don't pay for like three months. Oh so. my god, that that uh, is crazy. That is crazy. You forgot to pay the bill, guys. You forget, you idiot. <laughs> also, like John used to be all about using all the inappropriate words oh, yeah. and like the offensive words, but then his kid came out and now he's like super PC, mm. but he still likes to use those words sometimes, and he's retarded and tries to like he can't like balance it out, and it's hilarious watching him try to be, do that. All right, well, let's try and recover and see what Mother, what's going didn't on. Didn't really here. get to see how because he got me the job on on the Tonight Show. I know, I know. I'm just it's just over and over and over again. One more. Come on, dude. Thirty eight. What do you got? What do you got? West Hollywood Are you, pretty much. One of his so questions that he went through yeah, was where do you record well, no, your podcast? How's the traffic? It's probably because they're having one of those Hollywood people conversations yeah. where they, they like, was it by the yeah. nine or the, yeah. the highway? Or? Yeah. 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 Do you have to go down the one to get that? Oh, let me tell you about the traffic. Oh, the traffic on the 405, my guys. Oh, man. In, the latest, in one of his latest ones, he straight up says, like, I met a chick on Tinder. And she said, like, look, here's the deal. If you want to have sex with me, you got to pay my rent. And he's like, well, I can't afford that. I mean, that, that's the clip I pulled. All of this is shit that we talked about here right. in front of this fucking microphone. Right. They are summarizing WATP. They're not even summarizing the Stuttering John show. They're yeah. just like, what they should say is, well, Carl and Crow said this. Well, yes. Carl and Andy said this. Well, right. Carl and Vinny said this. That should be their entire show. That's what I was just going to say. Now, let, there are two instances where they talk about another podcast now this first one it's going to sound fucked up but this is the context it's them reading through comments on a youtube and it sounds like they're just blurting shit out it's because they're just blurting shit out here's okay. number 39 like, <laughs> if you go down to the comments can you scroll down to the comments 2000 seemed really really low for even just the stuttering john who are these podcasts <laughs> yeah. there's two comments that's it i mean I, I don't even know what that means they're just reading through the comments and they shout that out Number 40, they bring up the source of something. Now, now, tell me if this story sounds familiar to you, Carl. 
Okay, we need to go so WATP tried to get one of their buddies who runs a comedy club to book Stuttering John, and his agent wanted like a ton of shit and like all of the ticket sales and shit. It was fucking ridiculous. Wait, had John's agent? John has an agent? Or like whoever was booking for him. I don't know who it was. It could have been John pretending to be someone for all I know. Okay. So they did say WATP there. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't mind having a wrap-up show. If these guys want to put out a show that summarizes what we've talked about and make it less entertaining, they can do that. Just say that, that we listen to WATP and we're going to talk about what we heard out there. Yeah. Dude, You these guys are, I mean, you're listening now, so I'll just talk to you directly. Yeah. You're literally summarizing all the fucking clips from this show and all the fucking jokes from this show. Well, making it less funny. Well, making it way less funny. Now, Carl, you might yeah. say, Crows, okay, enough. We fucking get it. <laughs> I was no, about to say that. No, okay. you don't fucking get it. Fair enough. You want to hear what else they talk about, Carl? Oh, no. Number 41. Oh, no. I don't know who, I don't know who Patrick Michael is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Glitch Fredberg is. He had another name too, didn't he? Um, Seamus McKillian. These guys are talking about Stuttering John and Patrick Michael. This is just coincidence? Their latest episode, this is from last week. Really? They talk about Patrick Michael. (laughs) Now, how did they discover Patrick Michael? How did they discover Patrick Michael? Number 42. My favorite was he chewed gum. He used to just like do movie reviews. That's where like originally everyone found him everyone. and uh he would just read imdb pages and be like huh well that's interesting all right guys and he'd have like 40 different intro music bits right like, I re- he'd be like guys we're doing movie reviews today and pay an intro movie music bit and then it'd be like all right this week on the movie review it's whatever the movie is another intro music sting like it was ridiculous yeah no shit no fucking shit that's so okay. Boner guy in the Discord says this show sounds lit. Seriously, now <laughs> I, I mean I could pull you another dozen examples. Yeah. Here are just two quick ones. Here are these guys repeating shit they heard on WATP number forty three. Yeah, well, I agree with them. Like uh, he's got a bit where he's just talking shit on Burt Kreischer and how he just does a stupid laugh and then don't laugh at your own jokes on stage. So you know I agree with that. Now I'm so I forget which co-host it was, uh, but they said exactly that here right. on on your air. Correct. Uh, number forty four. They didn't think the cauliflower ear bit was funny. Now could you imagine uh, a giant fat man with cauliflower ear? Would he eat it? <laughs> That was me. I no, but just why? Like, I uh, I I didn't get the jokes. At they have all. drops too. They have the prices right. Losing horn drop. What the fuck? You motherfuckers are Canadian. You didn't grow up with Bob Barker. Don't give me this fucking bullshit. You're playing the drops from WATP while reviewing the podcast of WATP reviews while making the jokes that people make on WATP. What in the fucking whole wow. hell is going on here, Carl? This is some discovery. This is fucking this is wild. This is wild. So I punch in. I'm like, you know what? I got to bring a little something to Carl here. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I punch in Glitch Fredberg. The fucking, this show comes up. Who is Glitch Fredberg? I'm like, huh, well, this is interesting. I start listening to this. I'm like, holy shit, I bring it up. Two weeks back is the Stuttering John show. I'm like, motherfucker. Dude, I was listening to this. My fucking, uh, my mind was just expanding this Do whole they time. do any episodes like, that aren't recaps fuck. of stuff that we've already talked about? Do they have any type of original? 
thoughts in their minds? Or? Let's, let's hear what they're talking about. So here's number 47. Okay. Somebody's knocking on your window? Oh, we're, we're doing charcoal barbecue. I think our hamburgers are ready. We got to wrap this up. Oh, <laughs> fucking hamburgers? Fucking guys. Yeah. Okay, well, I got one more news story, and then we can wrap this up. His fucking parents are rapping on the window, Johnny. Uh, come on, you gotta fucking. Uh, oh. Your burgers are ready. Your burgers are ready. You gotta stop doing your podcast. Oh, now I feel bad. But wait, uh. before you go, we have to read a news story. Listen, I th- this was a long fucking thing. It was a ten minute thing where they read <laughs> a, a news story in depth. Okay. What kind of news story was it? Number forty eight. Like, sometimes I like to go cliff diving and stuff like that. Things get my heart racing. So I thought I would download copious amounts of child porn. Ten minutes of a guy who downloaded child porn and got arrested for it. They read newspapers. They got clips. They did the creep off. Yes. They did an episode of the fucking creep off after they did an episode of WATP. I'm not fucking with you. I didn't hire these guys. I didn't pay them on Fiverr to do this shit. This is like some elaborate inception fucking weird fucking Black Mirror Twilight Zone bit. This is a real thing that exists that I fucking found. These guys That's do shocking. your thing. Can I ask a question? Please. Is Casey booked to be on their show next weekend? I think so. I think they're going to have I Casey Armstrong. So. so listen, I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on David Lee Roth? <laughs> How do you think I feel about DLR's new show? Yeah, I mean, any, you know? This is shocking. It's this weird. This is quite a discovery. It's weird. And it, I'm fine with it. Except for the fact they're not giving us the right amount of credit for it. Like, well, do a sure. wrap-up show about yeah. our show. And like, it's fine. So, but but here's the thing: Are yeah. they in the Discord right now? They have to be, right? These they, are like the biggest fans of us ever. I mean, they they've listened to months and months and months worth of shows. They they have on the tip of their tongue all the shit that we've said about Stuttering John over months of time. Yeah. I mean, this is it's fucking crazy. That's awesome. Now, listen, man. I you know I I used to enjoy a, a bit of a cold drink. Yeah. I don't so much anymore, but I'm not the fucking fun police. I see Carl's on his 19th white claw. I'm not busting his balls about it. Who gives a shit? I think he just did. I'm not, dude. It's not my fucking place. Yeah. But, like, if somebody I knew had a problem and, like, you know, was spending their nights just getting blind drunk alone with their pile of guitars, I would step in and be like, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. Like, I've done a lot of that. Yeah. It's, it's not as, it's not that great. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's time to, like, step back. And so I'm saying to you, Clever Name Podcast. Don't go down this road. I've been down this road. <laughs> this is a dead-end life. When you spend your time listening to people like Seamus and Stuttering John and fucking Opie for fun and mirth and joy, you ha- there's nothing left in your life. You're just a, a sad, empty shell of a Dr. Pepper drinking fucking loser. And, like, you don't... You, there's still time. You guys are young. You're fucking yeah. Canadian. You got fucking health care, for Christ's sake. <laughs> something with your life leave the basement dude get some charcoal and grill your own fucking burgers you know what i'm saying that's right don't eat the fucking leftovers wow. that your parents and what carl an are ins- fucking serving you what an inspirational yes i'm, I'm impressed right now crouch we listen to podcasts so you don't have to correct i've destroyed my entire fucking 20s 30s most of my 40s but and you don't have to you don't have to right. there's still time for you anyway carl did uh fucking shame say anything this week <laughs> wow that's some presentation right there Kroge. i did not know this was going on did these guys have a youtube too that we can check out yeah they got pics they got a whole All thing right. it's yeah All they're right. out there man clever name well thank you thank you for enjoying our show so much and please donate on patreon because you can also talk about 
the thing that I was talking to Dick Masterson about yeah, the other day, if you seriously. want. <laughs> wow. All right. Cool. The wrap-up show. Clever yeah. name for a podcast. Uh, anything else that you wanted to play? Any other clips that you had on here? No. So, I'll, I'll do this. The I don't know what show we're doing next week, but I will tease this. I will tease something, though. Croach, come on. You can tell I, you can tell I don't have my shit together today, right? Yeah, It's pretty yeah. obvious. I will say this. We have someone coming back to co-host who hasn't co-hosted in a long time, and I'm very excited about that. So we'll figure out what show we're going to do. And we'll have another episode for you next week here on WATP. And then Clever Name will talk about it a week later. And you can find out what they thought was interesting. Yeah. Gross, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. All of your hard work listening to Opie, listening to Clever Name for a podcast, listening to Dean Del Rey. Mm. I very much appreciate it. Is there anything that you wanted to plug? Yeah, uh, I'll be on Reddit later. My name is the Brad Pitt of Pompous Assholes. So please, join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Fuck you! Oh, shit. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to this? This dude is fucking corny. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Crush, let's talk about our voicemailers real quick. Mm. Because voicemailers got a voicemail. Yeah. Hey, Carl. Juan Melendez here. Just wanted to say I'm streaming the Peapod. Excellent work. Five out of five stars. I'm planning a family vacation to Gary, Indiana this summer mm. to see the rain. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's how you get your voicemail played, people. Mention the Peapod. Throw out Gary, Indiana. Some other shameless reference. You will get played every time. Hey, Carl. It's me. I'm just getting a little bored with the Peapod. I was hoping maybe you could uh, step it up a little bit. Uh, maybe put out a Poopod. I think it'd be a great platform for a video element. But Thanks. Call me back. Way ahead of you. Twitch.tv. I don't know if you've noticed this, Crush, but the voicemail segment isn't what it used to be. Yeah. Have you have you picked up on this, too? Yeah. So, Carl, I'm sitting here listening to some old episodes while, while I'm at work and shit. And, you know, inevitably the voicemail section comes up. And I listen to these old episodes, and I just remember how much better the voicemail section used to be. Like, what happened to the classics, like, like purple and green and, Dad, yeah. and, and uh, that that guy who called it a few times also called Dracula. Dead. And 
I, I mean, I guess Boomer guy, but he still yeah. kind of calls in sometimes. No, yeah, no, we don't speak. We don't encourage that, that Australian guy. You know, just like all the yeah, old classics, up. like everybody who was funny back in the day. Now it's just, uh, you know, Vic, <laughs> retard. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. If you're out there, call in, guys. Please. We miss you. We need you. Call I, me back. I love that anybody thinks that there was a time when the voicemail segment was good. <laughs> God, I just miss it when it was good. Go back and listen. It was never good. Yeah. Hey, Carl. This is your urologist speaking. Hey, um, just listening to the latest episode of the Peapod, and um, yeah, I think you need to give me a call. So uh, based on the uh, tone of your uh, tinkle, um, it's either going to be prostate cancer or probably... The worst case of rubber dick I've ever seen. So, yeah. <laughs> back. Uh, and a punchline to boot. Well done, my friend. All right. Let's talk about our merch. Did I talk about our merch yet? We got a new design. You should check it out. Hey, what's up, uh, Carl? What's up? It's Rich again. Hey, Rich. I was just looking at your faggoty t-shirts, you know. <laughs> uh, they're all black. It's like black and uh, black. And more black, uh, a bunch of trash cans. Um, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick out the, uh, what'd you like? It's my girlfriend. Uh, black on black? Or, uh, you want the green trash can on black? Or would you like the black on green trash can? I want the black on green. Oh, <laughs> you want the black on green? Oh, that's a great thing, Carl. Uh, I know you're the fucking marketing wizard, you know. Uh, and I would like to shout out to uh, all these faggots that don't know how to talk shit in your voicemails. And uh, talk shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fucked it up. <laughs> I'll call back Carl. Just as he was calling a shot, too. Yeah. And another thing that I want to do is I want to tell these people who don't know how to call that... Uh, yeah. What, what was I going to say? So when you click into a product... Every color you want is there. You can choose whatever color you want. Oh, there you go. You don't have to buy a black shirt. But you got to know how to work a mouse. But you do have to click yeah, yeah. into the product itself. Now, listen, if, if this guy's girlfriend is listening, just blink twice and Carl and I will call for help. It's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We can, we're with you on this. And Opie will sexually harass you. Yeah. Uh, the same guy called back again. Hey, Carl. Sorry, uh... Uh, I was trying to get my girlfriend to, to talk, you know. Uh, she's kind of a fucking uh, Jew retard. You know, a little Anne Frank and all that type of thing. Jesus and, uh, you know. <laughs> there are guys who can't get laid. <laughs> and there's guys like this. So, he's blaming his girlfriend for him bombing on that earlier call. Yeah. I don't think it's your girlfriend's fault. Well, and and furthermore, her religion. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I don't care how Jewish she is. That that's is yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, last week was it? Last week we had Brian Johnson on. Yes, from yeah. Comic Book Men. That was a lot of fun. That was that was a big deal for us. And the voicemailers wanted to let us know what a great job we did. Hey, Robert Dick, what's up, buddy? Please don't have Brian Johnson on anymore. Why? <laughs> was he a shitty guest? No. But you get giddy like a little schoolgirl bitch. <laughs> Over the top laughter. What the fuck is this? Come down? <laughs> Call me back. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny too. Yeah. I guess I can't argue with any of that. Yeah. Um our our buddy producer Chris sent over 
a drop that we do have to play and i forgot to uh, load this up on the board i'm like doing asmr right now hey everybody <laughs> do you guys uh do you guys watch rick and morty because uh the latest episode had a drop morty stop talking to your sister about jerking off everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring all right that's the show this week everybody wow what a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves.